What up, what up, what up? What up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me Who Miss Hollywood. You're tuned into another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. Hey, hey. Is it me or is it... We got a special guest today. Is it me or is it Hollywood? And we live on this thing called YouTube. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna bring my guest up here shortly. He only has a little bit of time today, but I'm still get what I need to get. Hey, hey. Yep. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, MISS Hollywood 313. Follow the podcast, So Hollywood the Podcast. Also, follow my guest, Chubb Live, C H U B B L I V E. As you see across the screen. Is it me or is it hot in here? Hey, 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 what up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me who? Miss Hollywood. You're tuned into another episode of So Hollywood the Podcast. So Hollywood the Podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally, and I bring them together with this thing called entertainment. Um, I like to do a recap. I had Sweet LD of Oaktown 357 here yesterday. She's a California native, one third of the group Oaktown 357, former dancer, former backup dancer for MC Hammer. Yes, MC Hammer, everybody. And the creator of I Am Y Fitness. Follow her on Instagram, Sweet LD 357. Without further ado, I want to bring up my special guest. And he's very, very special because if it wasn't for him, a lot of you guys wouldn't be here for the culture. So we're going to introduce today the legendary hip hop artist. Creator of Chub Rock Show, known for many hits, but we all know him for Treat Me Right. We have Chub Rock. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? How are you doing today? Everything is good. Everything is good. This is a Today's blessing. a Wednesday that feels like a, a Monday when things <laughs> go wrong on Mondays. Yes, yes. Um, it was, um, it's still cool. I, I'm, I'm glad to be here. appreciate it. You reaching out to me and um, 313, I guess you're in Detroit. What up, though? What up, though? I'm actually in Virginia Beach. I am from uh, Detroit, but I'm currently in Virginia Beach doing my show. And uh, you're currently in Atlanta, correct? Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. That's not a, that's here. about an eight hour, no, eight and a half hour drive. You know, next time I'm, I'm definitely going to contact you when I come out there. Um, without, you said what? I'm sorry. I said without question. Oh, yes. Get us up. Oh my God, this is exciting. Um, people don't get this opportunity too too often, but I'm gonna minimize the um the interview because I know you have um some things to do. But I wanna I want to start the interview with how did this thing called entertainment enter your life? Well, I didn't I didn't look at it as entertainment. I was in love with hip hop. Oh, okay. Um you know, because hip hop as a culture I, mean, I know they interjected it into the world of entertainment. Right. But um, for me, it was about hip-hop. You know, my cousin, Howie T, yeah. was the, um, in our neighborhood of Flatbush, Brooklyn. Okay. He was a big-time DJ there, Count Disco. 
and he had his crew, Sure Shot Four, and you know, it was just blowing our minds what he was doing, um, battling other crews, and um, and then he got into being a producer. He produced his first record mm-hmm. um, called Get Tough with a group called CD3, and then he kind of didn't feel he was really like a, a rapper or whatever. He was more of a DJ and a producer. Right. So he got into producing and he, he teamed up with uh, Tango Kid from UTFO. Oh, wow. Who did uh, Roxanne Roxanne. And they came out with a group called Whistle. Okay. That came out with a record called Just Bugging. Okay. In fact, they'll take it seriously. We're only bugging. It was a big record, actually. Yes. And, um, and then my brother, who I happen to speak to today from UTFO, Dr. Ice. Um, he was like, Rich, you need to do your thing. Because um, I was, I got kind of introduced to a good friend of mine, a friend of mine named uh, Dave Witt. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, his mind was somewhere on Pluto or something. He was doing some stuff that I didn't even understand how he, how he was able to put it together. He had a, his father's old reel-to-reel and the reel to reel came with two mics. And what he would do, he would take, it was a long process, right? So what he would do, he would make a pause tape of Good Times, the instrumental part of Good Times. Because back then there was no sampler right. to say, oh, I'm going to take this beat and I'm going to sample it. So what you did was you played the song and the part that you wanted, you put the cassette on record and pause. And then when it was time to get the part you want, you took the pause button off. And then when it's about the end, you put it down and then you keep doing that two million times and then you're looping the the instrumental of good times. Good times! <laughs> doom, doom. The same beat that they use for Rapper's Delight and stuff like that. Gotcha. And that was the old school way of doing it, doing it. And then he would take that cassette where it's looping and then play it and put it onto the reel-to-reel. Right on one channel and then he would rhyme on the second channel because it was a you know stereo so he put the beat on one the left side put his rhyme on the right side right and we were 14 or something like that at this point and i'm like where the hell you learn this stuff (laughs) and uh and it just blew my mind and um and then we, we started from there and then we went to the roxy they had this first annual hip hop awards in New York, and my cousin was on that bill, and so was a young Dougie Fresh. Oh, um, he didn't have no record out at this point. He was just beatboxing, t- tore the place down, and he might have been sixteen or something like that. Wow. Um, um, Rockmaster Scott was there. Funk Funk Box was playing, and Treach- um, not Treacherous Three. Uh, Fearless Four, mm-hmm. and we, I, I mean, watching this like blew my mind, and and then and then a little bit later when you fast forward, and the Fat Boys came out, okay, and they were from Brooklyn, so we saw people because at that point, of course, you seen Run DMC, but Run DMC to us was like mega stars, like right. you know, Houdini was mega stars. But when the Fat Boys came out, we were like, "Oh, these are guys like us, you right. know, you know, right from down the way here." So, you know, that was a big inspiration. 
when uh, Cool Rock Ski and Prince Marky D, rest in peace, yes. Buffy, rest in peace, when they came out, you know, it was it was funny because Howie battled um, um, battled because um, Howie went to Westinghouse mm-hmm. High School, high school that uh, Jay Z and Buster went to, and Biggie. Oh, and they battled Buffy's high school, which I can't remember which high school it was, and Buffy was beatboxing. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, there's a lot of great memories, and um, and then we just try to do our thing, man. Uh, try to make a couple of records, and then Doctor Ice from UTFO was like, "Richard, it's time, man. It's time it's to." And what around what age were you still around the age 14, 15 at this time when when yeah, those yeah. okay. Because when we signed the record deal, and I didn't even realize it, man, because, you know, the, the owner of that of that label, Fred Mineo, he had to remind me because, you know, we talk all the time because, right. you know, we got all these records that we put on movies and things of that nature. Right. And we were talking about my mom who passed away a few years ago. And he said, man, you weren't even old enough to sign the contract. I never signed the contract. My mom signed the contract. Oh, my you goodness. Know? So it was... um different times right because everybody was young and um really didn't know what this thing was and you, you know you're just doing it because you love the culture and you've seen these big incredible acts curtis blow melly mel and you're like wow man these guys are to our you know to us we these are guys are superstars right right, right. and um but entertainment i guess came later everything at that time was only culture culture you know for you. hip-hop because yeah. hip-hop was just like getting started around what the eighty like eighties I guess it... no 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 that that was more like in the seventies okay you know, okay 77, 78. 77. and stuff like that my part came in like eighty six eighty okay okay um but you know you're talking about sequence okay okay um, treacherous three um. You know, Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah. Okay. Okay. King the Third and all them, all them records. That that's in the seventies. Gotcha. Gotcha. Late seventies and stuff like that. Okay. So we were like the second generation, I would think, if you really put, you know, maybe the second generation of that. So it's almost crazy because when people say, "Oh man, you're you're a legend," and I'm like, "Legend." <laughs> that for Curtis Blow. That title is for Curtis Blow and mm. Kumo D. Understood. Yeah. And, you know, Sugar Hill Gang and Spoonie G and them cats, you know? Yeah. And 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 Funky Four plus one more. Now that's for <laughs> that beginning incredible. In fact, I, I got something to show you. Uh oh. Um pass me that joint over there by fraud. I left it over by fraud. Uh oh, we got some exclusivity. Exclusive access. Yay. I can't like, so you you get the context of the timing, right? Yes. You know what this is? Eight track. It's eight track tape. And do you see who who's eight track is this? Curtis Blow with Vaughn Mason and the crew. God dang it. So, and then you got even. I got Funky Four plus one more. Oh my my. So this, I mean. Hip hop on a track ain't a lot of people. <laughs> Curtis Blow, right? Funky, right? Um, Sugar Hill Gang. I don't have my. 
Sugar Hill Gang one here. But that gives you the context of the time yes. of it, right? So, you know, when we came in now, you're dealing with, you know, wax. Yes, yes. Not not uh, not a track and stuff like that. Okay. Wax, wax and cassette. So it's a, it's a different time, and um, you know, it was just, it was electrifying. You know, and you think about those records, you think about that time. The entertainment part didn't come to a little bit later. Right. Okay. You know, when all of a sudden it's successful, and now you're going on the road. You know, I interviewed. Um, Sugar Hill Gang, my boy Wonder Mike, who's a good friend, and he was talking about how they were on the road with, you know, Rick James. Wow. They were on the, you know, opening for Rick James. So it just, that's when the entertainment part come in. Gotcha. You know, I guess the success of the record. But the cultural part of it always comes first. Right, right. Because I think what makes you, or for me, what makes you a legend is your song is, still being played to this day. You know what I mean? Not a lot of people can say my song has been here. My song has been there. My song, you know what I mean? So in, in the eyes of the culture, your song has more than likely changed a lot of people's lives (laughs) and a lot of people's moods. A lot of people's just aura, everything about the song has just, it just went like bananas. So speaking of that, so that was in 1990. Oh, I came in during that. I came in during this era, you know, or maybe a little bit before this era. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, Does I'm it a still collector work? of. I'm a collector. Yeah, I'm a collector of stuff. So, you know, my reference points are always through some kind of technology. So, um, you know, we came a little late. We came a little late. I'm I'm an yeah. '80s baby. I'm a, I was born in '83, so I kind of know like where. Cause what? How old was I? I was seven. Yeah, '83 when, when your that's when your father called your mom. Yeah. <laughs> had the Corvette with the car phone. Man, if you had a car phone, you was the shit. <laughs> different time, different time. Yes. So Very how different time. how was that feeling of? When you shot the video, you you recorded the song, you went through the whole process, and you put it out. So how was that feeling, and what was the, I guess, the the support like when you put that music out? The Treat Them Right song. Well, see, now, you you skipped a few things. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Because I know we have a little bit of time, so that's why I was saying. Well, go ahead. My first album, my first album, we didn't have no video. Okay, so you didn't. Okay, okay, okay. The first album came out in '86. Okay. Um, and that album didn't have no videos. That we couldn't get arrested on this record. Like the <laughs> the, the first record, the, the single did really well in the Midwest. Okay. In Ohio, DJ Innovator was huge, like in Ohio, and that's how we got a chance to open for NWA. Okay. In Ohio. And I had to go back to Brooklyn and say, yo, man, there's these cats from California dressed in all black that are killing it out here. You know what I'm saying? So, but then you realize, oh, wow, hip hop is across the country. Right. Literally, they weren't playing that record in New York, but they played it like crazy. Everywhere. In Ohio and St. Louis and them areas. So that's when you start realizing, oh, this thing big, this this is bigger than New York here. Okay. in all these other places and then guys I never heard of in New York like NWA they are like Michael Jackson out here right 
you know. So that was so the first album didn't have no no video. No videos. Okay. The, the second album had our first video, oh. which was for a song called "Your Bad Chumps," and that was the first video, and that was exciting because. You know, it ain't like now where you can go buy a camera and you can go on YouTube University, learn how right. to use it and go shoot, you damn near go shoot a movie. Right. You know, you go shoot a movie on one of these. Right. You know, doing a video back then is real production. It's like movie production. Right. Right. Because the camera is felt, you know, so that was big. That was important to us. It did really well. The song did real, really well. And that's when I knew this might be something. Right. You know, right. Treat Him Right didn't come to the third album. Oh, okay. See, I researched Treat Him Right is the first single of the third album. Oh, no, don't feel that way. Many, many people think that's the first song ever because I told you we, we couldn't get arrested on the first record. <laughs> the first album, and we did pretty good in a regional sense. Right. With right. the second album, in a regional sense, like New York, Philly, DC type thing, okay. you know, Virginia, but nowhere like in the South and all of that. So Treat Him Right now became the first. That's the record. That's the oh, hit that, record. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it was, it came out on your third album. Third album. The one album. And that's when we had four number one songs on one album. We were the first ones to have four number one songs on one album because Treat Him Right went number one. Just, Just the two, two of us, us. went number mm-hmm. one. Chubster went number one. Big Man went number one. So that was before everybody. That was that was four number one on one album. We were nominated for three Grammys, lost all of them. Oh, I think I lost one to MC Hammer. Congratulations to him. Congratulations. Because um, he had big record that year, big records that year. We lost the second one to Will Smith. Um, and we lost the third one to Cool J. Um, we won the Billboard Award for Treat Him Right. Um, we were nominated for music, um, um, American Music Award, mm-hmm. uh, three, no, two in American Music Award, and we lost that one to Hammer, and we lost that one to Will Smith. So I always said when I meet both of those, when I see <laughs> both of those guys, I'm going to choke them to death. <laughs> um, big shout to my brothers there. Um, and that's when, you know, you, but, but again, um, we had a lot of help, Yeah. you know, Arsenio Hall, it wouldn't have happened without Arsenio Hall. It wouldn't have happened without Soul Train, rest in peace, Don Cornelius. Cause we got a chance to do Soul Train with Don Cornelius. You know, I know they had other hosts later on, but Don Cornelius. Yes. So the Don <laughs> and yo MTV raps or yo yo rap was available yeah, yeah, as we did, well. We did, yeah, we did yo MTV raps um a few times with Dre and Ed Lover, and then of course the sad day was the last taping of yo MTV raps, and we all did that big cipher, and that was a sad day because you know that was one of the platforms that helped us push music, right? Push this culture, and they were number one. Yo MTV raps was number one. When they canceled that show, there was no reason to cancel. And, uh, you know, because it was, I think it was because it was never supposed to be a rap channel. It was, mm. it was, it was geared for rock and roll. Well, I remember 
Al Sharpton and them and Jesse Jackson and them had to fight to put on a Michael Jackson video. Yeah, yeah. So when um, when they put on Your MTV Raps, I, I guess they probably thought, ah, oh, this is just a little small thing we'll do for a little while and then we take it off. But it was <laughs> the so culture explosive. took over. <laughs> right, you know, Ed Lover, Dr. Dre, Fab Five, Freddie, um, Pretty Girl Queen there from uh, from England. Um, apologize, I. I I miss forgetting her name at the moment. And it was huge. So, you know, that was an important situation for hip hop. If you didn't have that, you didn't have Arsenio Hall, yeah. you didn't have Soul Train. Yeah. You know, that's why even the young guys now, I wonder how they're doing it, man. Big shout to them because they're doing it social media, yeah. podcasts such like So Hollywood. That's how they're getting it out there because yeah. They don't have us in your hall because, you know, these late night shows are not really putting a lot of hip hop on there. Right, right. Soul Train ain't there no more. Right. You know, um, Yo MTV Raps ain't there no more. But I think uh, it's Big coming Sh- back. Have you heard that Big news? Big Shot to Rap City because they, they're coming back. Yeah. Tig okay. Is going to come back um, we need that. And, and do that. So Big Shot to that. Yeah. Um, Video Soul is coming back. Donnie Simpson. Yeah, we had, we had Video Soul. You know, I totally forgot about video soul. That was like yeah. we had, and and for us regionally in in my hometown of New York, we had Video Music Box. So Alfred oh, yeah. Daniel. So that was first number one for us. We got to get on Video Music Box. Gotcha. And then from Video Music Box, you hope to get on your own TV raps, Our Video Soul, soul mm-hmm. and you only can dream if you'll get on Soul Train. But that happened for us. Um, praise God. And then of Sydney Hall, we was on Sydney Hall four times mm. um, because he just, he was an advocate for hip hop. He was like, I got to have hip hop on. Yeah. You know, the first time people seen Tupac on a national level was on Arsenio Hall. First oh. time you seen Snoop Dogg with that first album was on Arsenio Hall. So we had that and, 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 and those elements is what really pushed it forward. And also on a regional level, maybe not more, maybe not regional, but on the East coast level, we had um, this thing called hot tracks. Mm-hmm. And that's what I first saw run DMC was on hot tracks. You know, I heard the song, I bought the record, but seeing them physically was on hot tracks. So, you know, we come a long way, but uh, it's, it's, it's the genre that I love, man. I mean, this, this is it. It's like, you know, man, <laughs> something that takes over your body and say, I got to do this every day. I'm sure Picasso was the same way when it came to his paint and his brushes. You know? Yeah. Or Basquiat was with his paint and his brushes. And, and musicians are like Prince with his every instrument. Yes. Yes. And, um, but that's what it was with hip hop, man. It's, it's, it's incredible stuff. Mm. Incredible. <clears throat> now, um, I have one one final question. Well, not final question, but I have a couple of few things, and then we're gonna get 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 you on your way. Because, like I said, I know you have some things to do. Um, do you still live by the lyrics you you wrote years ago with Treat 'Em Right? Yeah, yeah. Sign an autograph, man. Make a new yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
We, we don't have egos over here. We, we don't have time for egos. Because I have a story. I actually have a story because uh, Sweet LD, she said uh, she met you one time and she said she was going to embrace you. And you was like, nah, I don't, I don't want that. Is that what? You was like, nah, I don't do that. <laughs> Sweet LD, she had told, if you, I'm going to send you the clip of when she said she had met you. And um, the only time I think she could have met me, um, and you know it's funny. People always say they meet me, and I'm like, I don't remember that. But uh, I opened for Hammer once, oh. and so it had to be then. But uh, I don't, I don't, I just don't remember that. But you know, it she's happens. beautiful. So I, yes, I think yes. I would have taken that. You <laughs> gotta got me mixed up with that idiot over there. Uh oh. Did we ever meet from Oak Town Three Five Seven? Did we ever meet those queens? Yeah, at the oh. show, right? This is this is my brother here. He he was at every show I did. Like so, he she said that she tried to embrace me, but I said, nah, don't do that. That ain't me. So what, did she try to embrace you? No. I'll I'm gonna send you the clip. Yeah, because tell her I would have squeezed them. <laughs> you would have squeezed the tide. I would have squeezed the love because I remember they were beautiful. <laughs> So I, I don't remember. I don't remember. I think she was. A, she got that. She got me mixed up with somebody else. Okay, we're gonna clear it up. We're gonna clear it up on some Hollywood yeah. podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Without question. Don't, don't go on so Hollywood and say I wouldn't squeeze you. Crazy. Fine as hell, girl. But uh, so yeah, because you know those were good days, man. Of those course. were good days, man. I used to look at. I was losing weight watching Hammer mm. back in the. He was all over. You, you're, you're losing weight watching Hammer back in them days doing when he was doing his show. Right, man. Listen. Right. Oh my god. You know, gosh. but um, <laughs> those are the things that mean a lot to me, man. Of course. Uh, the memories, man. Like, and then when you come on podcasts with young queens like yourself, you sit there and go, "Wow, man!" You go back and try to remember those stories, man. Yeah. And those are good days. Those, those were real good days. I'm pretty sure y'all we can do have this some again. Things. Yes, we do. We can um, do this again. Yeah. In fact, let's do this maybe next week. Okay. Um, more time because we only scratched the surface. We did because I have a front and back. Listen to me. I have front and I have a back. <laughs> let's do it again next week and we'll finish off your front and back of your, your questions. Um, and then I'll bring some more technology. Okay. To kind of show you you know, the real history of hip hop. For sure. One, can I do one final question and then we can get out of here? Sure. Um, sure. um, what bothers you about the industry and what do you feel that we could do to fix it? Okay. So I say this on my radio show for the past years. I just don't like to see young rappers get killed. Mm. And that's been going on now on a, on a consistent basis. Like, at one point, it was like every day, you know, rappers are getting killed. And I don't like that. I mean, this is music. This is art. This is culture. Go out there. I want the young rappers to have fun, see the world, make their music, help their community, but not get killed, you know, while doing that. It, 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 that part I don't like, you know. And I understand it's a different world out there, but nah, we, we don't need that. Right. That's the only, that's one of the main parts that bother me. Everything else can be rectified because these young guys now and these young queens, Cardi and all of them and Megan, 
they're doing incredible stuff here, you know? And it's funny because the queens are not getting into these issues, right? The queens are getting to the paper. Yeah. You know, Cardi, Megan, Mulatto, Doja, all of them, mm. Chloe, all of them are getting to the money. Yeah. And they're doing and getting endorsements and they're doing it the way you're supposed to do it. Yeah. You know, there's the street stuff for the young guys now, we got to get out of that because y'all are professionals now. Y'all are music makers. Y'all are, y'all are going to be changing the game of music. Yeah. And they have already. They, they've come to the point of understanding what they want and how important publishing is and how important their branding is. They have done that, you know, and it's incredible. I just don't want to see them die at 22 years old and 23 and 19. That's the only part that bothers me. Yeah, you know, and if we can get past that, oh, we're good for sure. Mm. Well, I thank you for 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 being a part of my show, and like like you and I said, we have to do this once again a whole hour, yeah, maybe yeah, two hours, because I have a lot. We're gonna really go in next week, and then get Baby Girl on here. Let us three. Okay, yes, I'm gonna. <laughs> I want proof that I didn't squeeze. Okay, with permission, with permission. I want proof. Okay, so bring her back up on here. I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send you the clip that I have too, and I'm gonna show you what she said, and you can you can determine which one of it, which one of it, which one of you all it was. <laughs> she was like, because it was a bunch of us on on the road in my crew, you know, and I think it was this bastard right here that she tried to do. I, I really think it was you that she tried to. It ain't me. But let, next week, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time out once again. And make Anytime. sure you guys uh, follow Chub Rock. It is. Let me put this on the screen. Chub Live is on the screen. Follow him on Instagram. Follow me in my SS Hollywood 313. And we'll come back later on today. I have another interview. But um, thank you. Thank you. And we're going we're gonna to leave with. How am I going to leave this? We're going to leave with. Treat you right. I saw it. I saw it. He was getting down. I said, Lord Jesus. <laughs> but peace up, A Town Down. Thank you again. Have a blessed day. See you later. <laughs> Oh man, that was amazing, y'all. Um, he had to be here for just a moment, but I still got a little bit of the information that I needed. Shout out to Chub Rock. Oh my God, like this has taken me to another level. Thank you guys for tuning in. This will be my what is it, eighty-six show? I think this is eighty-six. But until next time, thank you guys for tuning in. If you want to be a guest, go to www.allofhollywood.biz. Click the contact me, enter your information, and get with me. Follow me in my SS Hollywood 313. Follow the podcast, So Hollywood the Podcast. I will have, who would I have on 5 o'clock? 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today I have... Jay Skis. He is with Griselda and Drumworks in the studio live on YouTube. Peace up, A Town Down. Yo, 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 yo. Mm.
Easy me your visit. Easy me your visit. So Hollywood. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to get in the ring. It's Hollywood like the brother where I know a little bit. Let's celebrate like it's going to end in a little bit. Hit the bottom of a little twist. It mixes with some of this. To be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, just email So Hollywood the Podcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, So Hollywood the Podcast and MISS Hollywood 313. Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgang.com.